Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are your agents, so contact us to have us help plan your dream family vacation today. Hi, I'm Ron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel. Hey! Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. Well, that's a fitting intro today because today we're moving out of Walt Disney World and setting sail on the high seas and kind of giving you an overview of Disney Cruise Line and our kind of opinions of it as a family vacation. Uh, We're going to talk about the ships, the differences, the similarities, what there's to do, what there's to eat, and, you know, why we sometimes will say you know, a cruise line vacation is better than a Walt Disney World vacation. So uh, I will always say a Disney cruise line vacation is better than a Walt Disney World vacation. Well, we'll get to that in a, <laughs> at the end. So right now, the Disney cruise line has five ships with three more coming online in the next few years. Uh, the current five ships are the Magic and the Wonder, which are the oldest and the smallest. Uh, They're not small by any means. They hold about 2,500 or so passengers each. The Dream and the Fantasy are a little over a decade old about at this point. Uh, They hold in the 4,000-plus range. And the Wish is a year old, and it's about the same size as a Dream and the Fantasy. But it's got a bit of a different layout. Uh the right now the fantasy and the wish are running out of port canaveral which is the closest port to orlando it's about an hour east uh and so fly into you know orlando international mco if you want to get there uh the fantasy at the moment is running mostly seven night rotating eastern and western caribbean cruises uh with a stop at disney's private island castaway key uh, the Wish is running three and four night Bohemian cruises almost exclusively, with the four nights stopping at Nassau and and Castaway Key uh, and a day at sea, while the three night just makes the island stops. The Wonder right now is entirely based on the West Coast. It spends its it spends its summers in Alaska and is now wintering going across the. Uh, Pacific to Australia with Trans-Pacific and Hawaiian cruises mixed in there. Uh, The Dream is currently in Europe. It's going to be coming back for its final stint as of now out of the port of New York for a little bit this fall before settling in its new home port in Port Everglades, which is Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where it's going to spend its winters before going back to Europe to do Mediterranean, British Isles, Northern Europe, Norway cruises uh, in the summer. And the magic right now is kind of the vagabond of the group, where it's going to go back and forth between Fort Lauderdale and Galveston, mainly as its home port for the foreseeable future, and kind of running all kinds of random bohemian and uh, Caribbean cruises And that's kind of the way the fleet is now. The Disney Treasure is going to be coming on late next year, and that's going to mess up what the fantasy does. We're not really sure where it's going to be, because if tradition holds, that's going to take over the seven-night sailings. uh, And that is going to be based out of Port Canaveral. We know that, and that's coming on in the fall. There's one more ship in that class, which has yet to be named. We're not sure what that's going to do yet. That's still about two or three years off. And Disney also purchased the Global Dream from a bankrupt cruise company. The ship wasn't even complete yet. It's one of the largest ships in the world. Uh, We're talking like Royal Caribbean's Oasis class size. It was supposed to have even more passengers than that, but Disney says they're not going to do the 9,000 passenger thing. They're going to reconfigure the insides. But that's going to primarily be in the Asian markets. Uh, So we're expecting a few differences there, like, 
none of the Disney Cruise Line ships have a casino. If you want to gamble, you're kind of stuck getting off in Nassau or one of the islands and playing bingo on board. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But we wonder if the you know Asian market is going to have casinos and things like that. But we don't have any more info on that ship, and that's yet to come. Could you imagine a Disney Cruise Line ship with lots of different gambling opportunities like Kino or or bingo to the extreme. I mean, <laughs> it's a little challenging to imagine only because the ambiance at a Disney on a Disney cruise is very much geared towards the child in all of us, if that makes sense. And I don't know if I would necessarily say that anything other than like card related you know, games might, or I don't know. It's hard to say even card related games. It's hard to see gambling only because gambling is often, uh, you know, associated with, you know, a, a lot of alcohol, a lot of, um, you know, adult specific behaviors, you know, like we're just not going to typically see kids wandering around a, 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 a casino. So it does kind of, impact what their ability is for even accessibility for kids if they were to even think about having a casino there could be an entire section of a boat that kids can't even access due to whatever you know laws that they're looking to abide by so it'd be interesting to see if they actually did one with a a casino when the plans came out if i remember for what the global dream was supposed to have was supposed to have a lot of casinos so i could see disney scrapping that and just at least having one small one which i don't think you could really go into that a that South Asian market without yeah, one. Yeah, if they want to be like, competitive. I mean, Macau makes Vegas mm-hmm. look like, you know, uh VFW hall with bingo. Like that's it's really something else. So I think they need to have it there if that's where the ship's primarily going yeah, to be. If they're gonna stay on that hemisphere. I mean it definitely makes sense, especially if um if it eventually leaves the Asia market and goes into certain European markets or even like towards the Australia, like, you know, Southern, like, you know, below the equator kind of market there. I think it would just depend, you know, on like what their long-term plans were for the ship. It would be kind of exciting though. Could you imagine a casino that was completely Disney themed? Like, would it be like Pinocchio? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't it be fun to go up to a bunch of slot machines that basically were all like Disney movie themed I mean, that's how they're going to get my money. (laughs) I would gamble my money away. to. I I think if they do a casino, I think it would need to be done in that same, you know, Disney taste. You know, I think. Well, well, that's what. So I don't know. I could totally see them creating like a a Toy Story themed, uh, even like an arcade style gambling facility and every slot machine is a different theme. And so then every different character comes up when you try to, when you pull the lever, pull the lever, Kronk. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, I could totally like see this type of, of experience and, and I would go for it. Sadly, I would really, I would be all in, take my money. <laughs> you know what we should do is a whole episode. that's just like our, our like fantasy football version of Disney, you know, like if they were to do a Disney cruise or if they were to do a Disney park, that's yes, what that's we cool. should do. More well, ideas to come on that. Since, my apologies, Ron, we got off topic there so we can, we can get back onto the subject. Well, no, I was going to kind of hand off to you because we said, you know, they don't have a casino on board. What, is there to do on board what's included and what's not as far as entertainment goes. So I'm glad we're talking about this because I, I, I said earlier for me, the ultimate Disney vacation is a Disney cruise. And I, I would have probably been a diehard, you know, magic kingdom theme park fan for decades to come Except I did go on a Disney cruise a few years ago for the first time, and I, I was converted. I, I suddenly had a reimagining and a, a new awakening in my soul of what Disney could be for me, which was so I can have amazing, fun Disney, but not have to kill myself getting through all of the parks and the rides. I had no idea this existed. So for me, Disney Cruise Line is it's a must do. It is also, uh, I would, I would do it over uh, a Disney vacation any day of the week, but 
The reason why is because of what you get included in your Disney Cruise Line package. So much of Disney Cruise Line is really all-inclusive, which really simplifies the process with Disney. Now, of course, there are a lot of other additional things that are not included, which we'll go through. But I would say you get as much included as what is not included. So... It's pretty equal in the sign in the sense of all the different things that are included versus not included. However, you can still have a very enjoyable Disney Cruise Line experience without doing some of the additional things. So, let's get into it. What is actually included in a Disney cruise? Well, obviously the rate that you pay for your cruise experience, whatever the uh final uh, agreed payment is is covering your stateroom it's also covering the taxes and the port fees that you would go along uh, for any of the um, port days that you have during your cruise um, it also includes breakfast lunch and dinner throughout your entire rotation rotational dining experience which is also a special exclusive experience in compared to most other uh, style cruising companies um you also get included with that the option the option of basically doing uh their buffet style facility meal you so you don't have to do the rotational dining you could just go to cabanas their main buffet at least cabanas is on uh, a few of the ships i think wish uh had theirs is not called cabanas i think theirs is called marceline market yeah yeah, Marceline Market. Um, not to Walt Disney there. Um, so you so you have lots of options. And I will say the quality of the food on the ship is fantastic. I have not eaten one bad thing on the Disney Cruise Line. Um, I think you oh along with the food, room service is included. That means that they have their own listing of room service food items that is free for delivery to your stateroom. So you can basically order room service anytime. You can even pre-order room service or pre-order breakfast trays to be brought to your room at a certain time, which is great on some days, like port days that you know you want to get out by a certain time, or even on days that you know you just don't want to leave your room. Um, a big difference, or not, I wouldn't say a huge difference, but it's a difference from a lot of the other main stream, like non real luxury brand cruise lines is uh, Carnival, Royal. They charge for room service, even mm-hmm. if it's just a nominal delivery fee, other than like your continental breakfast, you're going to pay to have that room service, right. which is yeah. something no cruise line used to do. It always used to be included yeah. by everybody. And uh, most of the other cruise lines will have one main dining experience. And then the majority of the other dining experiences are usually some kind of upcharge, yep. you know, which range in cost, of course, but depending on the cruise line. Yeah. To go along with your food, you also basically get your run of the mill for drinks across the ship. So yeah, drinks um, included. Yeah. Yeah. And well, obviously excluded alcohol. Yeah, non-alcoholic but, but point being, you get to have as many soft drinks, uh, coffee, tea, water, all of that, as much as you want. You even get free snacks and ice cream throughout the ship. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that people don't even realize are free are like the snacks. Yeah, their quick the- service and snacks locations are all included. Yeah, like the quick service little uh, snack stands right outside the pool area. Even, you can even go into the Cove Cafe coffee shop and get food out of the uh, out of their Basically, their baking display case, all of that food is is included. Yep. Now, now coffee, of course, if you want to get specialty coffees at the Cove Cafe, is an extra upcharge. But they also make it really easy because obviously the you know charge goes right to your room. But they also give you a punch card, so if you drink five drinks, you get one free. So that's practically like free coffee. <laughs> that's practically free coffee. I love it. Uh, the only other drink, obviously, alcohol is almost all paid. There's a couple times you're going to be able to get a free drink here and there, like if there's a captain's reception right. or some sort of special event, or if you do an upcharge pillow um, experience for one of your meals. 
They do. Well, guys, guys, you're jumping the gun here. Those are in the <laughs> charges section. We will get to that later. Let's hold on. Hold for questions. Uh, so other things that are included in your Disney cruise are uh, a lot of the activities that you get to do, like character meet and greets. Yep. Uh, obviously, pools, recreation, uh, there's mini golf, you have basketball yeah. courts, you have shuffleboard. If you're on the wish, you also get the hero zone. I mean, the midship detective agency scavenger hunt. Well, we um, should mention just for clarity that each of the ships have different kinds of sports center options available. So like yeah. some of them will have mini golf, some won't. Like some will have uh, like a double, you know, like a full size basketball court. Some have a half size, you know, things like that are certainly differentiators, but they do designate physical space for like their sports deck space. Um, mm-hmm. Or sports area space. Yeah. It, most And for running space. For runners to be able to run around the ship, there's usually some kind of designated space for them to do that. Yeah. Um, and the, they all, almost, uh, and they all, all also have uh, a segment of the ship, which is their designated, like, you know, after hours space. It, like where they have their three or some odd, you know, main bars. Yeah. The wish is a little bit different given the configuration of that boat, but the four original boats kind of have a, like a, a themed after hour space yeah. where all the main bars are yeah, located. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the wish, it, the dream, uh, the dream class and the magic class, other than size, are very similar in layout and form and things like that. The wish kind of turned things on its head. So there's more coffee bars spread around. The adult areas are not just kind of in one area there, you know, the bars are more spread out here and there, but overall, like the four ships are what we're more familiar with. Like we've only been between the, we've been on three of the, those four ships between us and the layouts are all very similar. So that's what we're a little more familiar with. We haven't been on the wish yet. We're familiar with the layout of the wish, but not in a firsthand kind of way. Yeah. Uh, uh, One of the more popular things that people really love about the Disney Cruise Line is the entertainment. I mean, they do do bring in um, Broadway style productions and uh, it's all obviously Disney related unique stories. So, you know, for those who are on a Disney Cruise Line, you're Disney lovers, you kind of get your live action entertainment as well. Um, sometimes you even get to experience that while at the pool, because of course they have, you know, the movie theater, yeah. uh, space inside, but then they have usually they have the, the, the funnel vision, the, the <laughs> funnel vision, uh, outside of the main pool. Um, there's also parties, there's special events like the sail away party on the day that you leave on your, on your cruise, the pirate night party. For certain cruise, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then some, some cruises have specialty parties mm-hmm. where you get to, specifically if you're doing a cruise that is for a certain a certain season or specialty character activities like Star Wars, Marvel, or Pixar. Um, but I personally really love the, the Halloween season. So this last year we did uh, Halloween on the high seas, and it was so much fun and fantastic. Um, other things that people don't even, I think, realize are included are all of the onboard activities. Like every day you get the schedule on the, on the daily, uh, your daily navigator in the app, the Disney Cruise Line app, and you get to see what is happening on the cruise all day. Now you of course could totally go to the spa like me, which really just means I'm at the spa all all day long (laughs) or as many hours as I possibly can do. Um, or you go to all of these, uh, special onboard activities like dance parties, trivia events, yeah, keep, style, game shows. Yeah. Keep in mind the majority of the scheduled uh, events are complimentary included with your package for your trip. Obviously there are experiences that are upcharges, you know, like different kinds of eating or drinking type ex- ex- experiences that they've put together um, or, you know, certain kinds of exclusive classes, things like that might, you know, have a slight upcharge. Uh, or senses, if you do, like Rachel mentioned, uh, senses has different kinds of packages that may be available depending on your cruise or itinerary. So, um, you know, that is, of course, an additional upcharge, but it does give you accessibility to different options for how you want to spend your day. Now, the number one reason why 
I always recommend Disney Cruise Line over other cruise line companies is the kids clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost and included. All, I mean, except for, uh, well, we, I, I will get there. <laughs> the kids clubs are designed for ages three and up essentially. Um, and there are different kids club groups based on the different kid age groups. So the groups are really set up in a way to be super inclusive Um, But they're also broad enough where you can drop your kids off at certain times, pick them up. Um, They really make the whole process simple. They keep it clean. Um, And generally speaking, uh, the kids seem to have a really good time. Um, And the kids clubs on Disney are a bit different than what you would see on some on some other cruise lines, just because of the nature of the entertainment that they're providing for kids. Sometimes they bring in special character meet and greets in the kids clubs while the kids are hanging out in the club and you don't get to be there, which which I'm always like super jealous of because that you get to find out when those characters are going to be at the kids clubs, but you don't always get to go if it's not an open house opportunity. Um. So like, you know, like that, that to me is always amazing on the fact that they really do go above and beyond to really create really fun experiences with the kids. They also do a lot of crafts. I actually was really impressed on my, on our last ship, um, because of the amount of crafts that these kids were coming out of the kids clubs making, um, for, for us, we kind of, you kind of mentioned on this, uh, what is not included is the babysitting option in the, it's a small world nursery. Um, but you know, while that's not technically included, the charge, the charges for it is really reasonable. Um, in fact, I was really shocked at how cheap it was, which is probably why I maxed out the number of hours we were allowed to use uh, <laughs> our, our trip. And uh, they basically allow you. So every kid that is signed up to be in the nursery, um, they allow you two hours per day to utilize the nursery or basically a total of 10 hours uh, or, you know, basically if you accumulate how many hours you have, like for your trip, we went on a five day cruise for us, it was 10 hours. Now, if they don't tend, if they don't have as many kids utilizing the nursery, they do finagle it a little bit with you and let you add another hour or two here or there. Um, but they do have a hard cutoff at the end of the night at 11 o'clock, I believe, I think it was yeah. either 10 30 or 11 o'clock. Uh, and you would best get to the nursery. They message you and you're like, you better get there fast. <laughs> so, um, because they, they got to close up shop. Uh, but Fitz absolutely loved the nursery. In fact, everybody in the nursery loved him as well. Uh, and I was really shocked at how well he did in the nursery. How, he, how, how old was he when he did the nursery last time? Was like, he like one and a half? One and a half. And he also really loved going to the kids clubs. Like we took him to the main kids clubs during the open house hours uh, so, so that we could go in and play with him. And, uh, he absolutely loved it. He was running around. There was a whole section of just, he, just for him, just him and another kid for the longest time playing with trucks and Mr. Potato Heads. <laughs> That's funny. So the first cruise we did with Andy, she was, uh, she just turned a year old. It was her birthday cruise. Uh, we were celebrating her birthday and our gotcha date, like in the same, you know, cruise, uh, cause we, we met Andy when she was two days old. So it always falls in the same week, of course. So that kind of worked out nicely for us in terms of celebrating. Now, for her being one year old, she did fine in the um, small world um, uh, play space. For for us, it just turned out that we only really needed to use that space for maybe like a few hours for the entirety of the six some odd days that we were on the cruise. But um, the times that she was there, she liked, she did sleep and she ate there. So, you know, she was comfortable enough to kind of do the things that she wanted to do. Um, and then the second trip that we did, which was last fall, uh, she was three and, a half. three and a half, which is just old enough to go into the kids clubs for the first time. Now, um, that was a little bit different. Andy has a tendency to get a little bit shy and she also um, gets a little moody when she's not feeling very comfortable in her space. So, you know, we weren't quite sure how she was going to react. And, you know, like we were like, it could go either way. Like we, I guess on that first day, we'll figure out what happens. And she really liked it. I think she really enjoyed uh, the independence. Uh, She really enjoyed, um, you know, getting a chance to, 
you know, try out all the spaces. And, and we were on a ship where the two labs are connected during certain hours of the day. And she loved like the ability to go by herself because they had a, you know, their own corridor between the two spaces. She could go into the one space, do crafts. She could go into the other space and they were doing, I don't know, physical games and things. Um, you know, she always, you know, loved it. There were a couple of times where she asked them to tell us to pick her up and that was fine. I mean, you know, three and a half, um, we're hoping maybe on the next cruise that we go on, um, you know, we'll see, maybe, maybe she won't call us. Maybe we'll be begging her to leave so we can go do something together. <laughs> yeah. The one time she called us, we had just sat down to brunch at Palo, yes. <laughs> which is one of the adults only restaurants. So we can't even bring her with us. Luckily, we had other family on that cruise. They went and got her and took care of everything. Yeah, they they took her to the pool. As soon as we were done, we caught up with them. It was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. The thing, you never really know. I've seen families go in on the first day and one or two kids are a little shy on the first day. But then by the end of the trip, the kids never want to leave. So Yeah. yeah. I, I wish I could say it was predictable. I guess the the thing I would say is that if you know your child is predictable, then hey, you know what? You can probably predict and assume. I, I, I can't, my child is not predictable. It is like every day is like a new day with her. <laughs> Practically, I guess that's what makes it interesting. Um, but yeah, so for us, you know, we really, you know, we kind of just have developed a go with the flow kind of thing with her. So we just sort of we figure we'll, we'll go with the flow. You know, if she wants to go in that day, if not, we didn't have to fight her though. Every single day she wanted to go in and she went in every day for, I mean, like two or three hours. She really liked it. Yes. I would say, yes, she really got it after meals. She really wanted to go in there because, you know, she'd been sitting down for an hour or more and, you know, was getting antsy and really wanted to go have some fun. There's a lot more kids in there. I think that time. Yeah. A lot of kids after dinner and, um, and we would have the early dining and that's the other thing about the dining. Cause there's two different dining schedules. There's usually a lot of families with kids in that early dining schedule. I mean, not to say there aren't a lot of kids in the second schedule, but I would say there's more on that first schedule. So I think for her, like going to, the kids club right after dinner was fun because all the kids were basically in there. Um, but yeah, Rachel, you want to talk about some other things like maybe the pool deck and all the things on the pool deck? Well, you know, that what is also included, of course, are the pools. Uh, so basically the pools, you've got whatever water slides or splash pads that are existing in the pool areas. But then there's also the adults only pool section. Um, the adults only section is fantastic because it, it generally has a little bit of a quieter pace. Um, whenever you do go with kids, of course, it does mean that you need to just kind of make sure that you time it where your kids are either in the kids clubs or in the nursery uh, and or, you know, in our case, your kids napping in the nursery because it's nap time. Um, so, you know, it, it, I personally really love the adults only section. I don't think the adults only section is big enough personally, but, um, the last ship we were on, on the magic, uh, I thought actually was, it felt really good. It was a nice size, um, on the fantasy, which is a bigger ship. I do not feel like it was big enough. There was definitely not enough space, but, uh, we can kind of talk a little bit more later on about maybe like where, what we think are like the nuances of the different ships, but let's. Let's also talk about what's not included in a Disney cruise. Now, like I said earlier, you don't have to go and do all of these things that are not included. There's really only a couple of things that you kind of do have to do that is not included, which is really just something to be prepared for. Um, But things that are not included would be like port adventures. So anytime you stop at a port, you have opportunities to book with Disney through their port adventures or you can always just go and book your own uh, personal adventure on your own with other vendors outside of the ship. Uh, I mean, there's pros and cons that go along with that. Um, but I will say personally, I have only ever booked port adventures through Disney and they do really make it easy for you in the sense that if something goes wrong, then they cancel them and reschedule. And both of my cruises I've been on nothing was perfect. So the one, one cruise got delayed when we left. So they had to completely rearrange all the ports to begin with. And they took care of handling any port adventure rescheduling. Um, in fact, one day we had to go and actually pick a new port adventure because we were going to a port that was not on the schedule. Uh, 
that was a super interesting experience, uh, which I think honestly turned out for the best. Um, the uh, last cruise we went on, uh, we uh, also got rained out one day in Bermuda. So we get, they had to cancel our port adventure. And then, of course, they give you a full refund for that. And, you know, to be honest, I, that's kind of why I like doing the port adventures with Disney because they really do just keep it simple. Yeah, but, they, but, they, but they can be pricey. Uh, I will not deny that some port adventures can be certainly pricier with Disney depending upon the locations and the experiences. So always, you know, do what works for your budget and just uh, be, you know, to go for the things that you think that you and your family are going to want to enjoy. Um, I just want to point out one of the, I think the main advantages of doing a port adventure through Disney, as opposed to booking on your own or through a third party is they'll guarantee to get you back to the ship. Yeah, that's true. That's, it's so important for us because on our last, one of our cruises, the one that we took most recently on the wonder on the West coast out of San Diego, uh, <laughs> um, uh, we were, Ron was probably literally the last person to get back on the ship. I was not, because... the, last, yeah, I was not the last person <laughs> through the doors, but I was the last person through security getting back on because I had bought some tequila in Mexico and I was at the like, door checking it. They had already shut the door and the ship was moving. Yeah. Yeah. Time I was done. That was a, um, a pretty intense um, experience. I'll say that, but, but you know, it, what was really interesting was that the fact that we were driving in our bus, getting back, and we could hear our tour guide like on the phone with Disney Cruise Line and and all of that, and it was pretty dicey. But I mean, you know, we always knew that we they weren't going to leave us behind. We just knew it was going to take a bit longer, and we were going to have to get through the process of getting there. And that was a tender port, so that added to some extra time. And it was a very choppy day, which, uh, you know. We I were... think that's what caused all of our delays was the choppiness of the tenders. Yeah, yeah. And they'd really, yeah. So, But having gone through Disney made it all the better in the fact that we weren't nervous or worried in the event that something happened, which it sort of did. So, you know. I mean, we're, we're going on a cruise in a, in a few months. It's not a Disney. We're, we're going on a Royal Caribbean this time. And some of our port adventures we are doing through booking through Royal, but a lot of our cities, like if you're going to a place that's a city and you can just walk around, you don't necessarily need to book something. Like we're doing a new England cruise. So everywhere we're going speaks English. It's a town. You could just walk around. We're not doing, we might do the hop on, hop off bus. Yeah. But that's the thing. Most of them were just probably going to Uber and walk. Yeah. That's the thing. If you are not going to be going on an excursion that is physically really far away from your port uh, or, you know, then you're probably pretty safe to do an excursion on your own with a cab or an Uber or a hop on, hop off kind of bus experience. Right. Um, The difference really is if you're doing an excursion where you have to travel, like, you know, let's say like 30 plus miles away to go get it done. That's a significant distance that could cause some, some delays or problems on your day. And, you know, if something does happen and it's not your fault, you know, it's one thing if it is your fault, but, but if it's not your fault, it'd be nice to know at least peace of mind. And in some ports there's security issues let's be honest on some of these places and disney vets mm-hmm. their vendors that's true before choosing them so that is very i true. mean like i don't think disney goes to roatan uh which i know some other cruise lines do and it's supposedly the unsafest port and i know people say you just don't get off unless you're doing a yeah. port adventure there uh, disney doesn't go anywhere that like that but you know there are definitely areas in certain places you don't want to go. I mean, we're stopping our cruise is stopping in our hometown of Boston. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's, I would, yeah, I would definitely tell them there's neighborhoods you don't want to wander through if you don't know where you're going. But the nice thing about, like, for instance, with that port is that port is literally in the heart of downtown Boston, so you don't really have to do extensive you know you don't have to go too far to get to most of the likely excursions you know so it just it just really depends on the port and if you're doing a tender port and if you're going into a country that you're just not quite sure about or not quite familiar with or if you don't feel completely um comfortable with going on going on your own 
then I would totally recommend a, a port adventure excursion if that's what you want to do with your time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's why we tend to be very pros uh, or, you know, pro port adventures through through your through your through your uh, cruise liner because of the fact that there's just there's too many opportunities in your in your cruise trip that could go wrong. And you really don't need to, to do things like you don't need any more headaches. The The whole point is you're supposed to be on vacation, it's supposed to be easy and simple. And, and obviously you're not required to do port adventures. So if you don't necessarily have the budget for that, then you just wing it on the days of the ports. The nice thing is that most of the ports that you end up going to are usually close enough to areas that you can certainly wander about, uh, get a taxi cab or an Uber, and then just kind of go on your merry way. Um, so there, there, there are definitely things you can do without a port adventure, but this is why, like I say, you can certainly still enjoy a cruise without doing a port adventure, but it, it is certainly fun to do if you have the budget to do that. Um, other thing, another item in the cruise that is my ultimate number one favorite item is the spa. Um, Census Spa is kind of the the company that Disney works with, and even at some of their resorts. Um, and uh, the last two cruises, I have I have utilized the spa quite a bit. <laughs> um, I personally really enjoy going to the spa because it's my opportunity to really relax. Um, and that's why I love going on a Disney cruise is because I want to relax. Uh, I, I've I actually never booked, I've never done a census anything and I've had amazing times on my cruises. So it just goes well, that you can, you can have a well, good time without it too. I, I, I have used the spa and the salon services. Even on one cruise I had, I had, I got my nails done on one cruise cause my nails needed work cause one of them had broken right before we got there. Uh, and I was like, I just need to get them redone. And it really wasn't that expensive. I think it was like only maybe like 30 or $40 for the actual uh, uh, manicure. And then, of course, I just did my my tip standard. And and that was that. But I even got a massage in the census spa before. I've, I've also done the... Um, uh, the rainforest room package where you do that for the week uh, in the spa. I've also bought the body scrubs at the spa and used that during my, my, my spa time. Uh, I really do try to utilize it as much as possible because if I'm paying for it, I'm absolutely going to go and enjoy it. Um, but I, I, I know that that is something that makes my cruise experience really fantastic. And even though I don't need to do it, uh, I can certainly do find other things to do, which I actually have told myself for the next cruise. I'm not going to do the spa. I'm going to do more of the onboard activities that I never have time to go do. So <laughs> oh, see, I do. Ron and I usually pack. So that's the difference. We usually pack our days with the onboard activities, like the trivia games, the game shows, but like knowing us, we watch a lot of trivia shows and game shows at home. So like we're like we see a list of game shows on the schedule. We're like we're there. That's for us. I want my winner's medallion. <laughs> I won multiple trivia, but I get like I've gotten like a keychain and like the moleskin <laughs> notebook. Oh, the notebook! <laughs> I want my winner's medallion. <laughs> but that's just it. I think it's really um, fascinating how people can have different experiences. Uh, you know, on the cruise with, you know, what is and isn't included per se. Exactly. Um, now let's talk about photography. So, you know, we, we mentioned that of obviously there are a ton of character meet and greets on Disney cruise. Um, now there are always going to be um, assistance to the characters that are there to kind of help with taking pictures. Um, what I love about, the Disney cruise is that you can hand over your phone really easily and they can snap some shots for you. So you're not required to have to utilize the um, photo pass photographers that you would at, like at a, like at, um, like at a, a theme park um, because they are more willing to, and it's a little bit easier for them to just jump in and do the handheld uh, cameras for you. Um, 
Now, there is still PhotoPass opportunities in the Disney Cruise, but of course, that's not included. You can, of course, purchase a PhotoPass package in advance of your cruise or even buy a PhotoPass package while you're on the cruise or even just buy your pictures ad hoc on the cruise. I've done that before where maybe I just picked one of like 10 or 20 pictures that they happen to take of us on the cruise in different locales or places. Um, and and that, that I think it was like 20 bucks. Uh, so again, you, you are, you know, you are get, you're getting what you pay for. So obviously if that is the, what you need or want to commemorate your trip, then I say, go for it. Um, other people I've seen also do photography packages where you actually get to do a sit down session. So you actually hire a photographer, um, on the ship and you get to utilize them for like an hour or so. And you can do big family portraits, uh, family, you know, pictures kids pictures and and i've seen some really nice uh packages that come out but again it's an extra charge and if you're trying to do a cruise experience that is like something that's super special like a wedding an anniversary a a birthday something unique um then obviously those are a great opportunity to to have a great keepsake um but not necessary to still enjoy your cruise um other and other areas that are not included are, of course, alcoholic beverages. Uh, as an adult who who enjoys an adult beverage, I would say that that's probably one of the more enjoyable parts of the cruise that I'm willing to spend a little bit of money on here or there. What's nice about the alcohol pa- options on the ship is that you also have what's called beverage tastings. Um, those that of course is an extra charge, but that's another opportunity to go and learn about different alcohol, uh, types of alcohol or liquors or different types of drink making. Um, so you get to enjoy the beverages while also learning at the same time. So of course, educational, uh, there's Um, also, sorry. I just want to say like, unlike other cruise lines, Disney does not offer any kind of drink. Yeah. An alcohol package. Yes, you are correct. But I will say there is a definite bang for your buck if you do those beverage tasting experiences. For sure. And another bang for your buck, and this really just depends on you and how many people are in your party, uh, that you can sometimes book small parties or you can join uh, different kinds of Facebook groups and get together and do a party package. Yep. You can rent out a whole bar for, you know, like an hour or two, whatever your party package is. And then you get whatever, however many drinks are included in that package. And that's also a really great bang for your buck, if you will. I have done both, and those are totally worth it. I almost, I think I spent all of my actual drinking on our last cruise doing beverage tastings and then a party on the last day. That was an amazing party. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I, I did the beer exchange through through my Facebook group. Um, on this last trip and that worked out great for me because I actually had beers enough beers for myself throughout the rest of my cruise Uh, but then I also would take them uh, to dinner with me so then I would I would actually pour the beer uh, into my uh, glass beer stein because I of course also decided I was going to get the do the beer club so I got the I got a specialty glass beer stein so I would pour my beers in the glass stein and bring that to dinner with us Um, it's Uh, funny that you're mentioning that that, yes, you know, you can bring your own beer and or wine. I should say beer or wine because technically per adult you can bring, what is it, six bottles of beer depending on the – there's a certain amount of um, houses. Yeah. Beer or yeah. wine per adult per port. Yeah. Unlike a lot of cruise lines that let you bring a bottle of wine at the beginning – Everywhere you stop, Disney will let you bring yep. something else on. Now, if you want to buy liquor, like if you're in Mexico and you want to buy tequila, they're going to take that from you, but you're going to get it back at the end of your cruise. Yeah, because depending on the duty requirements and whatever, et cetera. Um, yeah. I will say bringing a bottle of wine on, especially if you're only going to do like a three, four, or five night, is def- is pretty um, is pretty good value. And I'll say why, just because like for me, is if you have kids, you know, and your kids are sleeping in the room, you know, in the evening, uh, what I liked to do is Ron and I would kind of swap depending on the evening, but I would like to have my wine that was in the fridge and I would make myself a nice wine spritzer with the available club soda from the, 
uh, fountain drink station and I'd make a wine spritzer and I'd enjoy my wine spritzer while Andy was sleeping. And I would, you know, maybe I'd have uh, some room service, like a plate of French fries and some cookies, you know, something like that. Or, or the cheese plate. Ooh, the cheese plate. I do so much room service on the Disney cruise with my wine spritzers. And man, that's a, that is a, that's a nice evening for Laurel. And those bring your own drinks are especially good if you have a veranda room. True. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. There are, there are also some other experiences that you can do uh, on the ship that of course are additional charges. Um, some examples of that for like kids related activities would be like Royal court, the, the Royal court, uh, royalty event. Yep. Uh, Event. That that provides a nice, really exciting event for kids, but it is a bit pricey. Um, so you, you got to have a kid that really loves princesses for sure. And oh, the cruise has it in Bibbidi yeah. Bobby Boutique. Yes, I was just about to say Bibbidi Bobby Boutique. Get out of my brain, twin. One moment. <laughs> uh, because of course that's another opportunity uh, for you to go and and you know spoil spoil your child rotten uh with the bippity boppity boutique um and of course that's not exclusive to girls they also offer boy opportunities as well or should i say uh not gender specific so obviously if you're if your child really loves prince you know princely related genre stuff versus princess i think they, they also offer, do captain yes they do they uh, offer they offer the, the yeah. captain mickey uh option as well so there there are definitely opportunities uh, a lot of people also like to do Bippity Boppity Boutique for Pirate Night if your ship does pirate experiences. Good point. Good point. Uh, because, again, uh, who doesn't want to dress up and have your face painted like a pirate? Pirate Night's like a big deal on these ships. The first Pirate yes. Night we went to, I was surprised. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, you see videos and things on YouTube and you're like, oh, okay, like it's a big party. And then you're there and you're like, I, I'm getting it now. And when we went for Halloween... Even bigger deal if you do a Halloween party. I mean, I don't think there's a single person of the 20, the 2,000, 3,000 some odd people who aren't dressed up in costume. I mean, it's it's bigger than even being in a party, like a, not, a Mickey's Not So Scary Some party. real elaborate costume, like yes. Comic-Con elaborate yes. costumes. Yes, and I, I, li- I would like to think that our uh, healer family, family costume, stole the show we were the only healers on our last cruise and i say we were ahead of the game <laughs> yeah people kept stopping us to ask us how we found bluey costumes. nobody could find bluey costumes <laughs> uh, we, we all we also had a similar experience because we went as a uh, burnt ernie and cookie monster so we were a family trio uh and everywhere we went people were stopped and complimenting us and of course you know Fitz is like running around like a chicken with his head cut off with this cookie monster outfit and of course running around with this giant cookie pillow so it just was the cutest and funniest thing ever trying to keep that kid in line I swear <laughs> um, but but everybody thought it was hilarious because I was Bert and my husband was Ernie and and for for those who don't know my husband is is um uh Six how, wait, how, tall, how tall is he? No, he's six like four. six four, six five. Yeah, he's basically like he's basically six five. So he's basically almost six and a half feet tall. Uh, so when you think about the fact that Bert is taller than Ernie, and I'm I'm much shorter than my husband, uh, that that's I think a lot of people thought that was funny. I was like, good, that was the joke. You 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 figured it out. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, but uh, other things that are not included, but uh, are I do say are are highly coveted, but also I are highly encouraged, uh, are doing adults only dining options. Uh, particularly, uh, you you have three options. Um, most of the time, your ship will have at minimal one option, but some ships have two options, um, or even three if you're on the wish. So uh, there's. Paolo, uh, which is kind of more Italian themed. There's Remy, which is more French themed. And then, of course, Enchante on the Wish as well, uh, which kind of goes along with like the French theme. Uh, but uh, I've personally done Paolo and Remy, and both I thought were absolutely delicious and fantastic and would absolutely do either of them over and over again. We should mention that all of the ships have Paolo. Yes. Only the dream and the fantasy have Remy. Yep. Include Remy. Yeah. And Enchante is basically the same kind of thing as Remy, 
on the wish. Exactly. And we have no idea what's coming out in the treasure. Yeah, TBD. Yes, for sure. TBD and excited. So here are some of the other things that are not included in uh, in your actual package. Of course, onboard shopping. So if you're doing any shopping at the stores, that that those items that you choose to purchase are not included. We had mentioned specialty coffee coffee drinks at the Cove Cafe, but if you're on the Fantasy and the Dream, there's also the juice bar at Census Spa, which is absolutely delicious. I've had one of them uh, before because obviously I was at the spa. Uh, now there is also specialty ice cream experiences, I think on the dream and the fantasy, and I think possibly also the wish. So those specialty shops with the special ice cream and, and, and chocolates and candies also not exactly included. Um, we had also, uh, talked about the salon, but there's also, I think a barber shop option on, I think two of the ships. Um, there is also, uh, popcorn buckets and candy outside of the theaters. Uh, you'll recognize, I'm sure, most of those items uh, because they are similar to the items that you get at the theme parks, but those are not included. Yeah. But I like buying popcorn bucket because my child eats a lot of popcorn. And I, know, <laughs> and I know if I get that popcorn filled, he will sit gladly and eat it the entire show. You, so You know, like that popcorn bucket and the constant refilling of the popcorn was such an unanticipated little bonus to our experience. I'll tell you, like, I'm not a person that typically goes to Disney and is like, oh, let's go get the popcorn. Um, You know, but I will say on a Disney cruise, just because it's so easy just to walk right up there and get your refill or whatever, and you could do multiple refills in the day. I mean, you know, when Andy is at her most pickiest, we could bring that bucket of popcorn to our dinner and she would eat that dinner and our server would try, try desperately to get her to eat some apples and French fries. And she could sit there and at least eat that popcorn and have whatever juice they gave her. And she was happy. Uh, you know, and, and a little tip, a uh, little tip. If you have a popcorn bucket, even from one of the theme parks or even from a previous cruise uh, experience, you, if you have room in your bag, bring it with you. Because you can still refill that same bucket every time and not have to buy another bucket and for every new cruise. <laughs> uh, so a couple of other things that are not included, but I, I also highly encourage would be specialty room packages. We're talking like if you want to have waters delivered to your room on the day of the ship or you want to order champagne and strawberries for a romantic experience or birthday packages, um, that's an option that you can do as well, just to make a little extra magical touch. Um, cabanas at Castaway Key are not included. So if you wanted to do something like that, that's also an opportunity. But kind of to wrap this all up, um, that you know, that's mostly all the things that are not included. But I would say that the amount that you still get with your cruise is equal, if not more. Um the only other thing I would say that is to keep in mind that's not included is uh, tips. So to a certain degree, tips are technically set up in advance for you. Because uh, I want to say that now they have it where it's now an automated uh, draft for you, where they automatically charge a certain rate for you, uh, for each person in your party, uh, for, for a certain percentage uh, for the trip. If you want to give more tips to you, the people that have worked with you throughout your cruise, you can certainly do that too before you leave at the end of your of your cruise. Yeah, um, something roughly sixteen dollars per day per person, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, uh, and they're going to charge it at the end of your cruise. You can yeah. prepay it uh, if you want, but they're going to charge it. And but. But I'll tell every you. cruise line does this in some way or another. Yeah. It's, uh, most of them do, I should say, not every. I'll say um, this, though. like You t- you oftentimes are going to want to give more than what is the standard, only because by the end of your trip, you have been treated like kings, queens, princes, and princesses, and you are just loving everything about your experience. And, and you you sort of get really close to your wait staff because they rotate with you every night. So, and, and your porter who works with you in your bedroom, although I will say we barely saw our porter on this last trip. I think it was just extreme, just because we weren't doing as much nap time as we used to do. Um, but like on our previous trip with, when we had Andy at one and uh, we saw our room attendee every day, multiple times a day. 
because she would come and check on us to make sure that we had the things we need, dealing with our diaper pail. She, um, and I think it was extra stuff when, you know, when you have babies, like they do have to come and deal with some extra stuff. So she might've actually had to come to our room extra time. So we did end up giving some more, but again, you, you do get pretty close to all of your staff. Um, and then you really want to, you know, just give back. You want to give them your thanks, you know? And honestly, things like the bars tip well that first night and your drinks are going to be. Yeah. And you can leave notes and cards with your wait with your tips and everything. They love it if you leave, you know, special thank you notes or, you know, like even like just a little thank you card. Like they, they do this work because they love to give good service. You know, this is just many of them are just as happy to serve. So. Well, that is all I had. Uh, <laughs> who wants to go next? Well, Laurel, let's talk about food, and I, that'll wrap it up with uh, what's eat on a cruise, because I think that's what most people think about. Well, I mean, it's true. Each of the ships have their own group of restaurants, like their own restaurants and their own bars. Um, you know, we talked about some of the things that are, you know, similar in all of them. Uh, but really, like when it comes down to it, people really want to get uh, to understand what the three dining room rotation is like on those um, ships. So I'll start with the magic. So for the magic, the rotation starts with animator's palette, which, by the way, uh, it doesn't start with. Well, it doesn't start. I should say that it's, it's just the first one I'm going to list. Your rotation will be given to you before your trip starts, usually, or maybe the day that you arrive. And then um, you will have your rotation outlined for your trip. So you could start at any of the three, but I'm just going to start arbitrarily with Animator's Palette because Animator's Palette is at uh, the four main ships. Um, and then all they all have uh, additional um, you know, experiences for their dining. So uh, for the Magic, uh, we have Animator's Palette, we have Lumiere's, and then we have Rapunzel's Royal Table. Now, Rapunzel's Royal Table is the Tangled-themed experience restaurant where they don't just do a meal, but they also have, like, a whole snuggly duckling, you know, show experience with entertainment, you know, et cetera. Um, and then on top of that, you obviously are going to have access to some kind of buffet, which is going to have specific hours, et cetera, for lunch and breakfast and dinner. Um, and then you're also going to have quick service locations, which are usually open the majority of the day. Uh, and what's nice about their quick service is that they are on the pool deck, uh, or most of them are accessible from accessible from the pool deck, which is great because you'll probably be spending a lot of your time there. Um, and then moving on from the magic to the wonder. So for the wonder, you have animator's palette. And then you have Tiana's Place, which is Princess and the Frog theme, um, definitely like a New Orleans-themed restaurant. And you also get a jazz band show, and and uh, Lewis comes out with his trumpet. It's super fun. Uh, Tiana makes the rounds. Uh, always a special experience if you love Princess Tiana. And then there's Triton's, which is a Little Mermaid-themed uh, restaurant. I should say light, Little Mermaid light. Um, it's not as heavily themed as other restaurants on some of the ships, but it is very beautiful. It's like a mosaic wall theme experience with the all of the Little Mermaid theming. And it's a seafood, uh, French-inspired restaurant. And then um, going on to... Oh, you know what I didn't mention? Maybe I should mention the quick... Because the quick service experiences are a little bit different on each. They're fairly similar. Yeah, yeah, they are fairly similar. Going to have a light option like daisy delights is what i remember on the wonder yeah uh, yeah wonder has a place that has chicken fingers as well everybody raves about the chicken fingers i think they're just chicken fingers yeah, they're just they're uh, good they're just chicken fingers but, but they're, they're always good yeah um uh, but yet uh the uh oh. shawarma on the magic that's true. And the wonder. Yeah, the magic and the wonder have shawarma. So, I mean, definitely not something to scoff at for their quick service eats. And they have pretty delicious pizza. And our mom is gluten-free, and she was able to get gluten-free, dairy-free pizza through. You know, they made it special for her. So, you know, like they, there's always good stuff that you can get from the um, the the quick and casual experiences. Uh, for the Disney Dream, you're going to have Animator's Palette. With Enchanted Garden, which is kind of like a, a an indoor French garden kind of experience, it's lovely. The it's a 
a beautiful color palette and it has like a very fantasy kind of feel. Um, and then there's a Royal Palace, which is um, uh, a French inspired restaurant as well. And then uh, go in and that just as a reminder, they also have Remy as an additional restaurant, which is you know based off of Ratatouille. So for Disney Fantasy, uh, we have Enchanted Garden, uh, Animator's Palette, and then a Royal Court, which is another like French inspired, you know, style restaurant. And then for our final, which is the Wish. So the Wish has uh, some key differences. They have Arendelle, which is a frozen dining experience, which is kind of like their entertainment dining night. So you're basically in Norway. <laughs> um, and uh, there's like a, an Anna and Kristoff engagement party, which is like a part of the theming experience of the night. And then there's the Worlds of Marvel experience, which is another like dinner show kind of experience. Yeah, there's movies on that one. And Ant-Man and the Wasp usually come mm-hmm. walk around with it, their helmets on. It's almost like their version of Animator's Palette, but like enhanced like an advanced animator's palette kind of experience. And then their last one is 1923, um, which is just like a, an elegant kind of Roy and Walt themed kind of sketched, you know, physical space. It's supposed to be like a fresh California cuisine. Very similar to like Brown Derby. Kind mm-hmm. of food. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, for their uh, buffet, they, they again, we said earlier, the difference is that they have Marceline market as opposed to, cabanas but essentially it's similar in terms of buffet experience it's just different theming and their food their pool deck food is a little different they have you know they have their burger and pizza but they also have a barbecue and a mexican place which are both uh i've heard very very good things about both i haven't obviously eaten either of them yet uh and yeah and then there's a specialty dining, Laurel, which we kind of covered already, I guess. Yeah, Enchante is there as well. And they all, again, all and, and we could go on and on, but they, they all have individual uh, bars as well, each unique and special to their own. I mean, we could probably do a whole episode just on the bars. Yeah, <laughs> so. so there's after hours are the districts on the smaller ships, right? And then the yeah, dis- well, the, 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 the district is the uh, after hour space for the dream. The fantasy has Europa and which is like European kind of, you know, style. And then um, the magic and the wonder have um, I think that wonder is called after hours and the magic, I think, might be similar. And then the wish kind of is a little bit different only because they don't have their bars sort of singularly locate their bars and lounges are kind of sporadically spread apart. So I don't think they necessarily have like a physical space that's designated to the adult. No, there's always like an elegant lounge. There's always a pub style. Uh, There's something that's supposed to be dance club, but it usually ends up being where they host like, maybe the silent disco is as dance party as it gets. It's not the nightlife on a Disney ship is not a party atmosphere. As you can imagine, it's not like going on a carnival, like fun ship kind of thing. So it's a little more subdued in the nightlife. You're not going to be alone in the bars and the game shows attract a lot of people. The events attract a lot of people. The pub attracts people, Yeah, but it's not that party until two in the morning. I honestly, I, think like I was like one of the last ones there at one o'clock a couple of nights. Yeah. And I mean, keep in mind, like a lot of these the people, the guests on these um, ships are families. And, you know, if you have kids sleeping in the room, there's only so much partying the parents can do. So, you know, let's be fair. Uh, I think that kind of covers our overview of Disney Cruise Line. We all love it. We all want to do more. Uh, and we all plan to do more in the near future. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit more about why, but I think we're running a little late, so maybe we'll have to do a whole new episode on why we like the cruise. And I kind of feel like Rachel covered a lot of the same reasons on why we like it. But, I mean, the difference really is that, you know, compared to a Disney World package experience, you know, everything's singularly located. You're literally just on the ship. Everything's here. There isn't as much... 
um, you know, coordinating of transportation and things like that. Um, there's definitely like an ease to being on the ship and it's, and there's, it, there's a, a less complexity of strategy and planning. It's very relaxing. And you can do what you want. If your family wants to do everything together, you can, if, Yeah. you know, and you can have your kids run around pretty many, many kids at maybe ages that you wouldn't feel comfortable at the parks, but at, you know, because the ship is very, you know, insular, you can easily have like your 10 year old run around enjoy themselves for the day you know or if you just you know people someone want from your group just wants to sit on their balcony or on the pool deck and just read or relax you could do that way another person runs around and does all the different trivias and events it's kind of how we did it last time yeah or you can spend most of your time at the pool like anytime i had time when i didn't have my family with me i went to the pool (laughs) i lounged at the pool so yeah i mean there's there's an ease to a Disney cruise line experience that gives you the same luxury and the same nostalgic joy of the fantasy experience that you get at Disney world. Yes. All right. I think that's going to wrap up this episode of mouse birds. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're interested in a Disney cruise or other cruise lines or Disney world, uh, contact our travel agent sponsor, which uh, will get you one of us as your agent. Uh, that is ttavacations at gmail.com to speak to us there. If you have any show questions, please email us at mousefirds at gmail.com. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Rachel and Oral, thank you guys for listening and have a good night. Good night. See you real soon.